0: Hello, Annie Trenders. Welcome to the Girl Taku, hosted by the Ladies of Anime Trending. We are back with another fun topic on the table. My name is Gracie, and I'm joined by.
1: Hello, I am Isabel, and. This is Agnes.
0: So, without further ado, the Girl Taku today will be about our favorite character designs in anime. Sometimes, you know, I feel like character design is not something that people will often think about. I mean, I guess what we'll think about is whether a character is hot or not, but when we're talking about character design in particular, we're not just talking about the way they look, but as well as the clothes they wear, or as well as the expressions they make, it's the whole shebang of what makes a character rather than just how attractive a particular character is, and some anime does a better job in designing their characters than others, and that is what we are exploring today. So, with that being said, uh, Isabel is starting us off this week. So, Isabel, what are some of your favorite anime character designs that you have seen, and why are they your favorite?
1: Yeah, um. My first one, actually, just because bleach is coming back, I think bleach has the best character <laughs> all right, designs, all right. <laughs> hands down. Yeah, um, <laughs> I I just really like the designs uh, that we have for all our characters, not only just Ichigo. I mean, Ichigo stands out the most to me, um, especially when he's in his uh, kind of not the Shinigami clothes, but especially just kind of like streetwear and along with his friends. That was fun for me to read in the manga or see colored pages. Like I always thought they were fan art, but they were actually drawn by the mangaka himself. And that just made it, you know, 10 times better for me. Oh,
0: like in the actual manga volumes, you mean? Or you just see them online? There would be
1: like the color pages or even like the volume covers, right? Mm, Sorry, Agnes, go ahead.
2: (laughs) No, 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 no. Yeah, I was just following up with you on that. Oh, okay.
1: But yeah, those are really fun, and just kind of like, yeah, the expressions, I think, or er, well, since I've been re-watching as well, I think the, earlier it was hard to see, it was kind of like watching in 240p or something, so, um, and also just seeing his character designs change throughout time, especially in this last arc as well, you'll see like the villains um, with kind of more, um, with like their, they have like different, you know, face shapes, and then also just outfits they're dressed in like wh- white suits which contrasts kind of like the other soul soul reapers with their black attire and white jackets and things like that um but yeah i feel like bleach just really stood out to me i just think the character designs are really great and not only that the sword designs like each person has that's their true. own different that, type of sword that's
0: part of character yep. design yeah
1: yeah, like every, like you're curious to see, like, especially in the beginning episodes, you just want to see, oh, how does this person wield their sword, right? What does it look like? Because, you know, everyone has their normal sword, but then when they put it into another, their actual form, it turns into different things. Um, like for Ikaku, I think it's like a spear type weapon. And then. Yes!
2: <laughs> best man, best man in the whole series.
1: Yeah, and then, um, or for I think his name is Kira. For his wapiske is it's kind of shaped like uh, L. Oh, or... it's the
2: gravity one, right?
1: Yeah, the gravity. Yeah, one. Yeah, I think that
2: his name is Kira. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So like the one where it's basically shaped like an L, but it has a little hook at the end. Um, and then if he, if he slashes somebody, um, it basically doubles their weight um, every time he does hit someone. And then the fact that it's designed like that, basically, in one of the episodes, he basically explains to an enemy, like, this is used to basically chop off heads. This is what it's used for. And so that to me is, like, kind of terrifying, especially because Kira kind of looks like a really soft and kind-hearted guy. And you can definitely see this in all the Bleach characters as well, kind of, like, the way their uh, expressions are and their faces. Um, Or, like, Urahara, for example, he's always mysterious, but he's wearing something, like, green, like a green hat, like he doesn't, (laughs) he's supposed to be very secretive, but the way that he presents himself is very flamboyant, it kind of reminds me of um, other characters that are really different, and all the characters that he interacts with, like the people at his store as well, are dressed very cutely, like the little, the little boy and the little girl, I think they're really cute too, so I don't know, I just have a, I just love all the characters of Bleach, I always, really liked especially as a kid kind of like drawing them or just looking at how they were drawn just because i really like how they evolved over time
0: quick question was it you Mm -hmm. agnes who mentioned that apparently the author himself admitted that he's very like sometimes he'll struggle with writing the story but he's pretty good at character designing was that you agnes okay that
2: was it was it was in an old interview and i think someone mentioned it on the internet too He was renowned in middle school and high school for drawing really cool characters. And some of his prior series before, the Bleach serialization, also, when you read it through it, you think to yourself, wow, these are some really cool (laughs) designs. And so it really bleeds over into Bleach. And I think what the biggest charm about Bleach is that it was kind of during that era where like kids, it's like a teens are breaking out, you know, kids are doing new things. And so a lot of his character designs for all the characters outside of their normal, uh, attire for the story he will also offer them in different clothes that are kind of like stuff that you'd see in the 2000s like you know the not the jock strap, but like you know like the uh, the sweat wristbands the uh the jumpers the suits it was really cool it was like really flashy for like that time period of like people trying to figure out like what is fashion
0: mm-hmm. yeah I, I like uh, one thing about Bleach is the fact that, you know, they do have their uniforms, but you also see them outside of their typical sort of character uniforms, which I don't think is really present in the other big shonen anime of the time. Like Naruto's always in his orange jumpsuit or his orange and black jumpsuit. And then,
2: well, there's a reason why they're not always in their uniform. You're talking about like the black and white uniform, Yes, right? exactly. Yes, <laughs> The reason why some of them don't appear in their usual uniform is because that is not their actual self in the real world. So Soul Reapers are, by essence, dead people. They're dead souls that have now a lot of mana, I would say, Reetsu, mana, that have made them into like a, a superpower Shinigami or Reaper. But their bodies aren't necessarily corporal. They don't have a physical body. So instead, when they come to the real world and have to interact with normal people, they have to kind of like blend in and have a physical body. And that physical body has normal clothes. Right,
0: and I think it's... Uh, so that's what I was saying is that it stands out in regards to the to the other like big shonen anime at that time because of the fact that this his design, he doesn't just do like a uniform with a very recognizable character's face, but he's also doing modern clothes and you know, having to change up the style because obviously when they are, especially since I know Ichigo, like, lives in the real world, like, he can't wear the same clothes all the time, so (laughs) he...
2: Oh, I see what you mean. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. I see what you mean, gotcha. Um, And I will
0: say, though, I didn't watch Burn, uh, Burn the Witch was, I know, like, sort of a side sequel sort of thing to Bleach, I think, but... Uh, but I, I did see those girls and I was like, oh, those girls are very sharply designed in a very nice way. So I, I can totally get uh, see why you uh, you really like Bleach's character design. Uh, I would like to give a quick shout out, despite not having really watched Bleach, as we gotta admit, Aizen's switch from his glasses without his glasses. Oh,
2: <laughs> <laughs> chef's kiss! He's really it hot. It was so good. The was so good. Everybody who saw that episode in Bleach probably absolutely lost their when they saw Aizen like take off his glasses, slick back his hair and he's like just about to step into that portal into the under like the Hueco, Mundo. Yeah, Hueco Mundo, yeah. Everyone.
1: Yeah, you were so hyped, right? <laughs> no, I was so. It hyped. was yeah. So
2: cool. It was the coolest reveal in bleach because he never saw it coming. right and that
0: you never that saw it coming wouldn't be as powerful if he didn't have such a good gap design and i think the best thing about that gap design is if you put them side by side they definitely look like the same person just someone had a glow up is essentially what it is
2: yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's a glow up <laughs> but you're right it's that it's like like how we have like the Gap Moe mm-hmm. but it's like the Gap character design that really throws exactly, you off at the exactly very end.
0: and i i especially appreciate it because i think you know it's sort of like a makeover, you know, but makeover is they kind of like to do a 180 with characters a lot of times where they look nothing alike anymore. But that's why it's like you put them side by side. You're like, oh, yeah, that's the same person. But um, one's a lot more dangerous looking than the other. So. <laughs> uh, so I thought that's definitely like one of his highlights of his character designs for sure. Uh, Yeah, so okay, I I see you're very excited with the currently airing Bleach. I'm guessing from the sound of it, are these uh, character designs nice for you to see again?
1: Yeah, definitely in a different light as well. So just like all the updated animation, it looks great. I'm very Mm. happy with the colors. So yeah, I can't wait to see more, especially when you mention Aizen. It's a little bit of spoilers, but I do want to see him when, at that point when he's in, in prison, in jail. He has a different. Oh, that's type right! Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he has a different type of outfit. I'm, I'm like curious, Gracie, what you think of it. But I only want to like show, like, know what you think about it when it actually comes out because I think he lo- he looks very different, but I also think he looks very cool. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so, would you say that Eisen is your favorite favorite character design, or do you have one that's like? that was like your all-time favorite when you were growing up watching Bleach? Or do you have a favorite one now with the new series that is coming out?
1: Yes, I, I'm very boring. I only like Ichigo. I like okay. all forms. <laughs> That's so, okay. That's yeah.
2: okay. I mean, Ichigo exudes that cool protagonist vibe. So he has to look cool. I, I understand that no, completely. Yeah. And
1: then like, <laughs> because although it's dumb, every time he changes kind of like his uh, his whole Bankai, but like when he's turning into half hollow, I really, I really like his design on that, too, when he has the whole hollow mask, but then it engulfs his whole thing. I think that's probably my favorite design. Oh,
2: that was really edgy and really yeah. cool back then. Yeah, I mm-hmm. get that. Okay. Like him with the
1: forms and things like that. Like, wow, look at my protagonist. He can take on all different types of forms. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's enough about Bleach. Should we move on to this? Are we doing... We're doing two. Yes. Well,
0: actually, I I do have like a side question not to do with character Mm -hmm. design, but I just really want to know since you are watching the the new season that's coming out. So someone has quite accurately actually pointed out that the hate for Orihime has changed quite drastically because I remember she was like one of the most hated characters from that series. Like even I knew how much people hated her. And it seems like people are a lot more affectionate for her now with, like, the start of a new season. And I, is there is it just literally because people have matured, so they're starting to see her in, like, a different light because of that? You, were you one of those who hated her? Like, I don't know.
2: <laughs> I still don't think it's because we've matured, Gracie. I think everyone so universally hates Orihime, but they have kind of see it now as, like, a... I do not know a nostalgic factor okay, because she's part of the original group. So Mm -hmm. that's at least my take, but I don't know. I haven't actually sat down to watch the thousand years arc yet. So that's up to Isabel to decide.
1: Yeah. You know, each person has their own thing. I never really hated Orihime. I just, I don't know. I just kind of hate, maybe hated the fact that she was the one just healing Ichigo all the time, but going back and realizing like how much of an impact she actually has, um, I guess also, like you said, Agnes, that nostalgia factor. I think a lot of fans probably have come to just accept Bleach for what it is, or, Mm. you know, Orihime as a character for what she is. So that's probably the reason why there's, yeah, I don't know why you would carry that hate for so many years on a character anyway. It's just disappointment. (laughs) I just thought it was
0: interesting because it's, or someone else was the one who very accurately pointed out because I could see it from even our tweets about like, I, one of our uh, social media person tweeted about Ori he made. It was very, very positive reception. I was like, I know that she would have gotten torn apart in the comments back then when I was growing up because of just how they were talking about her on social media then so i was like something's changed in this gap but i can see what you're saying how it's just it could just be nostalgia and acceptance at this point where just like oh it's nice mm-hmm. to see her again you know sort of thing
2: yeah i think i the reason why i say nostalgia is because i saw a screen cap of two orihime side by side the first one is like from the original and the original like old anime where or because orihime is very eccentric like she buys random ingredients to make dinner and she does weird things like she will buy a whole loaf of bread uncut and she will sit there in the classroom and eat that for lunch so there's that image and then there's another image that's that's right next to it that is a screenshot from the current bleach episode where she also does something very similar but she's also eating like a really big like pastry and so I think that is kind of like that comparison of like, oh my gosh, look at this nostalgia. Here we have Orihime from like the 2000s and here we have Orihime now. Wow, characters never change. So I feel like that's another thing to consider as well.
0: Interesting. All right. Well, sorry about that. I was just curious. Uh, but yes, Isabel, please move on to your next pick for uh, you know great anime uh, character designs.
1: <laughs> yeah, my second one's also an older one. Um, It would be Yu-Gi-Oh!, Oh, oh! Okay. Okay, okay. Which, which Yu Gi Oh are we talking about now? <laughs> We're just talking about the original Yu Gi Oh of Yu Gi okay. and Yami because that's pretty much the only one I know. <laughs> okay, okay. That's a safe answer. Okay. Yeah, the more recent ones, they are Ooh, beyond weird. Me. Yeah. <laughs> they are weird. <laughs> yeah, but I like the fact that they're carrying on that tradition. You know, I hope, you know, kids these days that are watching it do, do like Yu Gi Oh uh, for what it is. But yeah, I only am familiar with the older version. Um, just because the character designs are so wild. Like I can never peel my eyes off of Yugi slash Yami just because of the hair, like <laughs> the hair, honestly. And then just kind of like their punk rock style, uh, clothing, I would say. And that, that goes for almost all the characters, especially the, the duelists, um, because they'll, they'll be dressed in kind of like those, I would especially like the plants, they're like leather. I don't know what you call those. They're like very slick pants that I probably would have trouble fitting into. Or if you do find one, it has to be super tight. Um, but yeah, just, a, just the character design, especially for Yami because Yugi, when Yugi in his, his original form, um, I don't know if you guys know much about Yugi other than the fact that Yami lives within Yugi kind of thing. Um, and then, so I'm trying to explain who's like, it's kind of like, Itadori and what's the like his
2: like Yugi's best friend?
1: No, not Yugi's best friend. It's like someone else possessing someone inside, type of thing. Bakura, maybe something like that.
2: Uh, hold on, let me let me look this up. This is not. I'm sorry, I
0: never really watched Yu Gi Oh! I just oh no, one of the characters had really crazy hair, and I was like, let's go, y'all, with this hair. (laughs) So that's all I remember.
2: That's okay. You know, uh, we, we, to to each our own, right? <laughs> we we watched a, a variety of things.
1: Oh, yeah. Um, Sukuna, but yeah that's what I'm trying to explain. Adult. It's basically like Itadori yeah. and Sukuna. Like, Sukuna lives inside Itadori, right? And then Sukuna can take over uh, from Jujutsu Kaisen. Uh, so it's kind of like that. So Yami. Oh, whenever, that's what you meant. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so whenever okay. gotcha, Yami gotcha. takes over Yugi, he kind of has like a very distinct eye shape. It's like very, it looks like he's angry all the time. His voice also changes. Um, but I just find that his character design was so interesting to me. Like I could never figure out the physics of the hair and, um, how these characters would wear all the, especially the things that he was wearing, like, um, like the cuffs with the the studs and things like that, that I feel like that would be really heavy on my wrists. And not only that, they have to carry like the dual thing where they have to place all their cards. dual disc?
2: Yeah. (laughs) Oh my God. Yo, those things are heavy. (laughs)
1: Those things are heavy. Not only that, you have to carry your cards and put them on. Um, I always thought that was cool though. I think they still like actually like make those like Yu-Gi-Oh's, like people still play this card game. And so it's amazing to me that some people buy these things and play, which I think it's super fun too. It's a very interesting way to play the game. Like I don't think you see that in other anime or cartoons really where they play the game, the card games like this. Like maybe they'll have like the cards on like a surface that kind of like makes them turn over and shows the monsters or characters that appear but in Yu-Gi-Oh, it's kind of literally like they're like sliding the cards in you have a certain amount of life points and you know you're trying to defeat your opponent right it's pretty simple but like the number of cards you can put down and kind of like the card designs as well like each each type of monster or type of uh dragon maybe they're very very different um and they have like specific names that, I've, especially as children, I feel like you wouldn't forget. And it's always your goal to get that type of card and, you know, try pot to... Pot of
2: Greed! <laughs> oh my god, no!
1: Wait, isn't that the pot that looks like really, really evil and...
2: Yeah, yeah, because that the Pot of Greed lets you draw like two extra cards.
1: It is so ugly, Ultimate I think.
2: clutch. <laughs> it's great. I love the card design. It's the absolute clutch.
1: Yeah, I like Magician Girl and like Magician <gasps> Guy. <laughs> yes,
2: they're so cute. I, I also love their designs too. They're really
1: cool. Yeah. As a kid when I went to art class, I would always go to like the anime pile and then I drew I drew Yu Gi Oh first and then I started drawing kind of like the dragons and stuff like that or whatever I could find really. Um, not that my art teacher knew about Yu Gi Oh. She just I don't know, she just like printed out random things from the internet. What? That, <laughs> Damn, she, she 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 she's great. I love her. Yeah, there's, like, a pile of anime, and then there's a pile of, like, Pokemon. That was a whole thing. And then, like, other stuff like landscapes and things like that. But, you know, all the kids would be next to the anime pile trying to pull things. Oh, my
2: God. (laughs) That is so cute.
1: But, yeah, those are my thoughts. I haven't seen Yu-Gi-Oh! in a while, obviously, but I feel like all the character designs would stick close. Like, definitely stick out in my head, and no matter where I see it, I'll be like, that's from Yu-Gi-Oh!, right? Like, it's, it's basically unforgettable for me. But, yeah. Agnes do you have any thoughts on Yu-Gi-Oh! overall like you seem to know the cards oh
2: gosh um well I never was in that phase of actually playing Yu-Gi-Oh! like buying cards and decks and like like furiously playing through them I was kind of in that weird position of like I was I kind I knew most of it through the anime and I saw it in cards that my friends would have or my family members like my cousins who would play it and I kind of associate and it's as just like a very strong link but it's also because I watched a lot of Yu-Gi-Oh while growing up so I watched the original one I watched GX and I watched 5D and I tried to watch some of the more recent ones too but they never really stuck with me so it's very Wait, familiar. Wait, it's to still me, going? I, to say. I didn't know
0: it was still going. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I think the current one is Zexio right now, right? From what I remember, it has like a protagonist who has blue and pink hair.
1: I have to check that out because I really haven't paid attention. But I do know, like you said, it's ongoing and it has new iterations of different new characters.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not necessarily written by the same mangaka and author because that serialization has ended in the shonen jump long 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 ago but it's still so popular enough that people still continue to write stories and add on to the the series sequel kind of like how the fate universe works you know where they keep adding on more stories to it
1: yeah definitely kind of like fate or even like pokemon i would say because Pokemon's. oh it's yeah it's actually ongoing. no it's more like pokemon yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh,
2: all right well
0: i mean it sounds like i i do remember the character designs funnily enough because it is just such an iconic look but yeah i don't have much to contribute in this regard because i'm not one of the ones who uh really watched yukio i was more of the pokemon person so uh <laughs> then so is there anything else you want to mention isabel or already are you ready to pass the baton <laughs>
1: Oh yeah, I'm ready to pass the baton. Who's next? So
0: that would be Agnes. Agnes, it is your turn. What are your two favorite character designs of anime series that you've seen?
2: For sure. I'm going to leap off of uh, Isabel's nostalgic train and continue on with that. Because when you said Bleach, I was like, oh man, I think like 10 years ago, I would have said Bleach too because that was peak era shonen agnes mm-hmm. i really love shonen but i think now as an adult i think my favorite now is going to have to be one piece uh for character for favorite character design only because oda unlike a lot of mangakas where when you watch their style over time in both mo- the manga and the anime you start to see that there are some character design motives that are repeated and you can kind of see in a lot of other characters even if they're not like related by blood or they're not siblings or something like that right You start to kind of get tired of them, those character designs, or you start to kind of feel like they all look the same. Oda, however, in One Piece has this flair. Anything that he designs never looks the same as another character in his series. And you know that One Piece is absolutely massive and sprawling. That you're like, how does this man keep track of all of his characters and not waste a single character to design like I will look at a character if you flash it to me in front of my eyes and I'll be like oh I know who this character is he belongs to this crew and his name is that and it's like an instant recognition and I'm just absolutely baffled that he's able to keep up with such a distinctive style and never repeat or recycle styles for any of his characters um, you can kind of see that, start to see that a little bit in Naruto towards the end, or you start to see it in other more like now mainstream shonen series where they all kind of look the same and you're kind of like, eh, you know, you don't really feel much about it. One Piece is just a behemoth on its so. own, And I also want to highlight One Piece too because unlike a lot of Shonen and fantasy genres it's very easy to kind of slot your characters in a typical humanoid form or characters that kind of have like cute little cat ears like the nickels or like the uh, the cute little rabbit girls that don't really have other character designs but in one piece they all vary from humanoid type of like people to giants to midgets like midgets as in like actual like fairy hobgoblins type of stuff to mermaids and mermen and it's just absolutely sprawling that you're like wow there is so much of variety to appreciate in one piece as compared to a lot of more fantasy type of shows where it's kind of stale because it's just a generic human being in there (laughs) so that's why i wanted to spotlight one piece
1: can you tell me your favorite character in one piece
2: oh no (laughs) um my favorite i i'm basic my favorite character is zoro um but in terms of character design that's really hard because there's so many cool ones. The first one that comes up to my mind would be Jimbei, who's the most recent recruit in the Straw Hats. He's a fisherman. He's like um, a fisherman, so like he's a merman. But technically, mermen in One Piece are depicted as like almost like half humanoid fishes or octopuses. But he looks really cool. I lo- really like this a Wait, his design so do lot. the
0: mermen have like tails or no?
2: no they're more kind of designed like sharks and octopuses so they have like webbings on their fingers Ah. they have kind of like sharp features Uh, but the mermaids are definitely mermaids (laughs) okay (laughs) but we also have like snake gods and goddesses we also have gods that have like massive earlobes that make them very distinct we have uh, we have like okama men as well in the series so it's like really cool to see all this diversity in one piece
0: I guess my question to you is um, well, first of all, I know you've been on a one piece hype train since you got on it and you haven't gotten <laughs> yeah. <it> off. So. <laughs> uh, but my second question to you is you clearly still really adore Bleach's designs. So, Uh, Not uh, not purposefully pitting the two against each other, but since they both got mentioned, what is it about One Piece's designs now that is just so much more appealing to you? Like, is there a particular like coloring, or is just the style of like the clothes? Like, what exactly is it?
2: It's a combination between style because as you can see the animation does improve over the years but then Oda it's oh, but it's a combination of style and then story. As the story continues to unfold more and more and more is exposed to you and as a result more islands, more people, more races are discovered oh, and it kind of like broadens your view okay. a lot. It is a very old series. Because now we've passed, we've like gone through so many different arcs and met so many different types of people with different powers to boot too. So like each power has like its own characteristic design, like a zanpakuto. So you really feel like you're totally immersed in this diverse world. Um, as compared to Bleach, Bleach is still kind of in its own microcosm in a way. It's very small still because the designs that we only see is the human world, uh, the Shinigami society so far, at least not the Thousand Years' War, and Huacomendo. And it's only very small, I would say. And so all the designs, at one point, you're like, okay, they all have a specific motif, they all have to wear a similar uniform, yada, yada, yada. But as compared to One Piece where it's so massively big now, Bleach kind of falls off a little bit on the wayside, but it still holds a very nostalgic factor. Okay,
0: got it. All right. So then you also picked an older anime for, or I guess it's it's still ongoing, but a long-running older <laughs> anime for one of your favorite character designs. So is your second one also an older anime, or is it one of the newer ones?
2: It's kind of still an older anime, because I feel that with the current seasons of anime, it gets often rather saturated with like the typical isekai or like a a little more low-budgeted fantasy that you don't really think twice about um so you don't really appreciate the value of the character designs as much as compared to older series where there was a lot more time thought and care put into character designs and executing the show and the one show that i really wanted to talk about there was two of them but i'm probably going to keep it to one if we don't want to run this podcast for too long would be katana gatari which was a a one hour animation that aired every month so every month you would get one episode that is an hour long and it's a story written by the author of mono gatari um the story of Katana Gatari. Have any of you guys seen it? First of all,
0: is it part of the Monogatari series or no? Okay.
2: No. It's just written by the same author. It's
1: a completely different universe okay, and Okay. Then altogether. no.
2: I I don't Oh,
1: yeah. I haven't okay. seen it either, so please go ahead. Okay. Mm-hmm.
2: Um I'll just give a very brief synopsis. So, Katana Gatari takes place like in the Edo period where it is rumored that there are these blades that have been crafted by this wonderful swordsmith but they've all gone missing or have been scattered across all of Japan and right now in feudal Japan there are different lords strategists and princes who are trying to fight for possession of these swords because these swords are very legendary or these swords have this mythical power that will make them rise up in status power wealth fame similar story right uh, the story starts out as the a young woman who's a strategist she comes from a very affluent noble household and she comes to a deserted island where she meets our main protagonist um, Yatsuhiko uh, Yatsuhide or Yatsuhiko who apparently is one of the blades himself he was actually taught in the way of becoming a blade essentially through his martial arts and she was interested in quote-unquote collecting him and as she collects him she tells him that she's on a mission to basically tear down the patriarchy of the feudal society by gathering the rest of the swords that exist around the country, and she needs him to help her. And so they go on this merry quest every month to go find all the other swords. Um, That's the basic gist of it. It's a really interesting story that comes out of this mangaka because it's very. the tonal shift is very different from the Monogatari series, I would say. And the art design is also incredibly different too. It is extraordinarily vibrant, punctuated and you when you look at the character design you're like that is something absolutely cannot be replicated anywhere else in anime like you look at it and it's like you know the main protagonist has like stark white hair purple eyes and she wears like obis that is like uh, um, an obis sash and a like a very short kimono that's a combination of like pink and purple and blacks and then her partner this the the quote-unquote martial artist who is a sword is always clad in this motif of like red black and sometimes a bit of green so and then each of the swords or the sword masters that they meet throughout the series all have a very distinct different color scheme tone and design as well and the color scheme tone and design also contribute to the story as to tell why they are let's say in possession of the sword and so that is like the really cool layerism that you can see from the mangaka of Monogatari because he's very known he's very well known to have a lot of layers in his story and then also to enjoy it from like a very visual standpoint because it stands out so much to you so yeah, that's Katana Guitar in a nutshell
1: that I could squeeze into this. Podcast. I
0: looked it up, and actually, I think I remember seeing clips of it, but I didn't really understand yes. what was going on. Probably because it started in the middle, and so or I started watching it clips for the middle. It starts
2: in the middle. And then also the other unfortunate thing about Katana Gatari is that it's not licensed anywhere. Oh. It started at that weird what? time in anime where there was no real distributor or licenser, mm. so Crunchyroll and Funimation couldn't pick it up. The only real legal way to watch it right now, if you're not pirating it like I did several years ago when I was a wee young lass, would to be buy the Blu-ray DVD set, which is now I think running on Amazon or eBay for like 200 bucks. Wow.
0: So. Okay.
2: Yeah, and it's it's in the same boat as the the Garden of Sinners series that I, we talked about in our horror psychological uh podcast with Rosalie Chang. Uh, the Garden of Sinners was not originally on Crunchyroll or Funimation. You would have to buy the box set to actually watch it instead of pirating it. It was only recently that Crunchyroll announced, I think it was like three or four years ago, that they announced that the Garden of Sinners was finally now remastered, basically, on Crunchyroll for everybody to watch.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay.
2: So that's an example of, like, animes that had really cool character designs but kind of got lost in time because there was no official distributor or licensor in North Yeah, America. I mean,
0: you did get, catch my attention when you mentioned it was by the Monogatari author because he's pretty well-known for writing some really trippy but very fascinating sort of stories. So...
2: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: No. So that's why I, I was looking it up. I was like, yeah, I think I remember seeing this. That's really sad, though, that we can't find it anywhere easily unless you want to pay $200 for the, the Blu-ray yeah. version. Yeah. So <laughs> do the uh, do the outfits they wear ever change out of curiosity, like she wears a different OB or something like that?
2: Uh, unfortunately, no. They don't change too much in the series. It's it's still in that weird time period of anime where the characters' clothings don't change. As compared to now more modern anime, uh, the characters' outfits do change over time. Um, and it is technically a a journey that would have been like 12 episodes in a single season rather than, like, a sprawling epic that takes, like, years and years, and then that's why they would have, like, new clothes, I would okay, say.
0: Okay, got it. Yeah, no, because I, I was thinking to myself, it it seemed like they have Well, obviously, the character designs are very influenced by traditional t- Japanese clothes, and traditional Japanese clothes are very, very beautiful. You know, we've all seen photographs of kimono and obis, and, you know, uh, even, like, obi pins and, like, hairpins and stuff like that, so... I was really curious to hear if, you know, they would change throughout the series because I was like, that's going to be a sight to behold if that was the case. So, <laughs> Alrighty then. So I guess that is the second one you wanted to highlight?
2: Yep, that was my second one to
0: highlight. So then I guess the baton passes to me in this case. So I also have an older anime that I would like to highlight. It's it kind of sad all that right. we're all picking like older ones. So,
2: okay. Um, you know what? It's nostalgia. We, we are growing old. That, that so. is true. Why
0: must you remind me? Um,
2: but one <laughs> anime that I
0: really, really enjoy their character designs for is mainly for the fashion, but it's card Cardcaptor Sakura. And, and that includes mm-hmm. Clear Card as well. Uh, but I just keep thinking to myself that the clothing designs of uh, Cardcaptor Sakura and that the clothing designs that the characters wear, they're very fashionable. Like, they, they look like stuff that you would just send down on a runway. You know what I mean? And I find that to be incredibly impressive because I know that fashion design is on its whole a, like, huge beast to do. And it's very hard. And I certainly can't imagine... Where to even possibly start in regards to uh, in regards to designing clothes and these and for capture Sakura these character designers are they're designing. High fa- end fashion looking clothes for these characters that are changing. In fact, there is an entire page of Wiki dedicated to the type of costumes that Sakura wears and changes out of throughout the series. Like, that's how much variety she has. And they're all very distinct and just wonderful looks that I would love to wear myself. I think they're just so beautiful, including the clear card ones. And And Captain Sakura is also another one where they do wear modern clothing and when they show them on outings outside of school and stuff like that, she will change her casual outfits depending on, you know, what she is doing. For example, in Clear Card, she goes on a really adorable date with Sharon and she dresses herself up a little more versus when she's just hanging out with her brother over the weekend and stuff. She dresses down a little more. And you can still see her styling in these choices of clothes, even though that, um, even though there are, you know, different situations. She has a particular, like, like, pastel color that she really likes to wear. And she has a particular style in skirts and shirts that she really likes to wear as well. And... I just, I, I'm just, and I, the more I think about it, the more I'm like, maybe I just really like Clamp's character designs because as a whole, I'm al- I've am always liked Clamp's character designs from uh, Subasa Reservoir Chronicles to x I think all their characters are very distinct with you know very distinct sort of styles that they wear per se but uh, Cardcaptor Sakura just really captured me as a kid in regards to all the beautiful costumes that she would just come out of and I continued to remain really captivated by her costumes and stuff and uh, and that's why I actually that's part of the re- another reason why I like clear cards so much is that I still got to see their beautiful you know clothing designs while amped up the animation, the art style to be more modern and more colorful, which is sort of more to my taste. And so, yeah, I just, I love Cardcaptor Sakura designs. I like looking at, like, the official art that they draw. There was actually a gallery, this was right before the pandemic, uh, specifically dedicated to Cardcaptor Sakura. And I just... Took a picture of every single one of them because every single one of them just looks like a fashion design that the authors and the character designs had created for the characters, and I just think it's really incredible when they do something like that. So, yeah, that is my first pick. That is also an older anime. I'm curious to hear. I know uh, Agnes, you watched Clear Card too, so <laughs> I am curious to hear if you've ever paid attention to sort of like the the fashion that she wears and stuff like that. <laughs>
2: Now my eyes were more drawn to everything that Tomoe makes for her for every single episode. <laughs> so, my my brain like immediately shuts off the moment like I see, you know, Sakura go do her shtick with Shaoran and and all the other Characters, and I'm like, ooh, pretty clothes.
0: <laughs> it is really pretty, though. Like, I mean, maybe we won't wear it because, you know, we're older now. But, like, I mean, I don't know. I would definitely wear it when I was younger. Would you have worn those clothes that, you know, Tomoe made, uh, Tomoya made for her?
2: <laughs> no, I I have a... I I guess an unexplained childhood trauma of doing ballet up until I was seven and having to wear stage makeup and stage costumes. So I'm not a big fan of actually wearing costumes myself. (laughs) Oh, okay. But I like looking at the photos because they look really, really pretty. (laughs) They look very aesthetic. And that's all I live for, honestly. Like I don't mind because like I'm usually somebody who dresses down very casually. I wear t-shirts and jeans most of the time, so I don't really imagine myself wearing them as most girls would when they're watching Captor Sakura, mm. I just like looking at it because it's just so visually appealing and Clamp really knows how to work well with their designs on even their older series Yes, too.
0: for sure. I think that's the other thing is they definitely, even when I look at the older versions, I was like they still look really good, you know? Like, I don't...
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so... You're just like wow, they came up with that clothing type in that era, man. If we had those actually in stores instead of the crap that we had in the 2000s. Yeah, that's
0: what I'm saying. Is that despite <laughs> the time that's passed, it's not like the their designs have looked any worse. Because you know how it is. Sometimes we look back to the fashion that we used to wear, we kind of cringe about it and stuff like that. But it doesn't feel that mm, way yep. <laughs> in regards to in regards to. Um, sorry i just lost my train of thought (laughs) in regards to cardcaptor sakura characters and the clothes that she wears but yeah like you know once again an indication of how important the costumes she wears are there's an entire wiki page (laughs) dedicated to all the costumes that she's worn throughout the series in the anime (laughs) so uh, isabel uh, i don't actually know if you've watched cardcaptor sakura now that i think about it have you seen it
1: no yeah i haven't um yeah, it was just not one of the shows I had watched uh, growing up. I think I knew about it because I think my sister did like it. Um, but regardless, I always thought it was really pretty. Uh, and I also saved some card Cardcaptor Sakura wallpapers. Oh, wow. Yeah, just because they look really nice. I also like her wand design as well. I just thought that was really pretty. Right, yeah. It can be designed in different ways. Yeah. And- just everything like the feathers falling around her and all these designs I, I thought it was great um so even if I wasn't watching it I was still interested in at least the wallpapers and how Sakura could be um but yeah I'm I'm glad to hear that you all really liked it as well and did you also like the card designs I don't know in the- yes I did okay absolutely yes
0: I it
2: speaks oh. To that that side of us that are just like ooh tarot cards kind of thing, <laughs> right? It's like that. Aesthetic.
0: I have actually tried to like find like versions of them online because of how much I loved the designs of the cards so I'm glad you pointed that out actually because that is actually part of character design because the cards themselves are characters in their own right and the containers Mm -hmm. they come from that's something that you really have to draw and design for the series so and they look really beautiful yeah Uh, yeah, so that is... Oh, and another thought I had, so not... I guess it was just uh, some wanderings I had when I was picking my choices for this week's topic, is... So you know how Chara. Yes, I, I'm bringing back the... <laughs> I'm oh, back no. that anime. Well, there we go again. But you know how Chara also had those, like, you know, character transformations and stuff like that? So I know that Sailor Moon is probably the big anime that... Um, popularize the idea of the character uniform transformation per se but I actually think when I was thinking about like Shugo Chara when I was just going through anime stuff I had a thought where I'm like I wonder if Shugo Chara's transformation is more inspired by card captor Sakura though because of the fact that for every like egg they turn they have like a different sort of character design to go with it when they transform into it in a similar way of how uh, card capture Sakura or Sakura specifically have different costumes for her different fights and such and so that was just a random thought I had um that came to my mind I- I'll never know obviously if that's true or not but just wanted to share that was all so yeah
2: <laughs> food for thought for the audience yes,
0: exactly Alrighty, so uh, my second anime, I did pick a more recent one in this case. I. What's funny is I probably would have picked another one if that anime didn't butcher so badly, but um, I do really love Mochizuki's character designs, and thus I think a case study of Vanita's Uh, character designs of translating her designs onto the screen was very effective and very powerful and it has become one of my favorite character designs. Out out of specifically uh, Sensei's uh, character designs, I do like Pandora Hearts more. However, the anime just did not do the art style, the story, or anything about it justice. So unfortunately, I can't pick that. But luckily, uh, the case study of Vanita's anime does a much, much better job in regards to translating her stories and her characters onto the screen. And I'm going to be honest with you. It's just all her characters are so pretty and I I can't deal with it (laughs) like I'm just a sucker for it per se and one of my favorite things to do is uh, checking out like the fact that sometimes her minor characters like just random minor characters in the crowds will be drawn like very attractively (laughs) and I'm just like they didn't need to do that you know (laughs) like I appreciate it a lot but they didn't need to go that hard in regards to making all the characters so attractive but They did, and uh, a reason why I am really impressed by that is the fact that I think we can all agree that an anime will tend to favor one gender over the other, depending on the demographic of what that anime is for. You know, the anime marketed towards girls tend to have really beautiful men, but the girls, they're like, they're cute, they're pretty, but they're like normal per se, and then obviously the anime marketed for the men tend to have very Um, very detailed, very unique designs for women and, you know, cool designs for men. But the women tend to be like the standout in regards to character design. The case study of Bonitas has a very interesting niche of just being made for everyone and that all the characters have the exact same quality of the design that they're made. And I just find that to be very impressive. My only gripe is that I do wish they changed out their clothes more. I do think them wearing the same clothes does kind of do a disservice for the character designs versus if they're a little more creative on, you know, what they wear per se, but I it, it's fine at the end of the day. I still appreciate their faces and their costumes or the uniforms they wear and even, and I just take joy in the fact that even minor characters get these really attractive faces. I, she's, the designs are a delight to look at. And I think it got third place on our character design poll um, awards last year. So very impressive in that regard as well. So not much else to say for me <laughs> in this regard. I just a simp for that sort of character design. So yeah, I don't know. Do you guys have any opinions on it per se? <laughs>
1: Yeah, I saw, like, one or two episodes of Vanitas, and I also thought it was very beautiful. I just didn't have time to continue at that time, but seeing, like, other screenshots that you posted and our other content creators posted, I thought it was really pretty, too. I think, the like, the blue sparkles made me always attracted to seeing Vanitas, at least. <laughs> like, wow, that's cool, you know? <laughs> and, yeah, I don't know. Did you have, like, a specific character that you like for their design or something that you could see yourself possibly, you know, look like looking more at or you find yourself or surprise you really in, in the cast at all?
0: So I guess there's two designs that stand out to me. The first one is obviously Dominique, which we've spoken about in our female characters we sent for. Mm-hmm. Her design is just <laughs> so, so hot. So, so very hot. And it's it's that perfect, she is Nice. She so she does not look androgynous. She absolutely like looks like a woman, but something about her womanness is just oh so handsome at the same time that I cannot describe and don't really understand. She's wearing heels. You see her wearing black shoulderless dresses, very sensual and sexual, and like her hair is long and and she has these long eyelashes and like those you know golden eyes and stuff. But at the same time. So she carries herself in a way that's also very manly and that sort of perfect combination that somehow avoids androgyny at the same time just fascinates me. I don't know why or how that design works so well, but that's, so that's like one thing that has always stood out to me. I saw Dominique and I was just like, yes, this girl, like, (laughs) yes, so, um, My second one is actually Noe, and a reason for that was I was very shocked to see, and you know, it's good that I was shocked, really. I was really shocked to see a dark-skinned main character, and I was even more shocked to see a dark-skinned main character portrayed in such an attractive way, because let's be honest here. Sometimes, or a lot of times, dark-skinned characters, they don't really get the best designs in the series. They're not made to look attractive, per se. And we will we can dive more into that into, like, one of our later topics, which we do have lined up. So I don't want to give too much away in this regard. But Noe being very explicitly dark skinned, but also drawn to be so beautiful, while also, you know, he's powerful and he's also sweet and like a total cinnamon roll and he is so, so handsome in certain shots. I can't really say that's the thing that I've often seen. Dark skinned characters being portrayed in such an attractive light. And that was a wonderful thing for me because it was a brand new experience and I loved it. And of course it was Case Study of Varitas that managed to pull it off. And so Noe has really stood out to me in that regard of his character design. Like I said, it's just there are certain shots of him in which he's just so handsome. And I, you know, and I can't really say that another dark skinned character have been able to be portrayed in anime in such a handsome, handsome way before. And it's unfortunate because they are, you know, all characters should be allowed to be portrayed in attractive ways, regardless of skin color, gender, et cetera, et cetera. And it sucks that Noe is like one of the few that I have actually seen. So yeah, that is the second uh, character design in particular for Case Study Vonitas that has really stood out to me. Let me know if you disagree though on like my assessment in regards to how you know darker skin characters are portrayed. That's just like what I've observed, at least.
2: No, I think you're absolutely right in that. Um, because I'm thinking about like comparing it to Bleach, where there is like a small percentage of dark skinned characters that look Absolutely gorgeous. Like you're Bleach-y, right, bleach does instance, do a good bleach, job of that. Yeah. Right, but that's because bleach is bleach is wonderful in that aspect. That is bleach in itself. But compared to a vast majority of other anime medium, yeah, you definitely don't see a lot of super attractive, dark skin male main characters. Main characters. Most of the darker skin characters are more side characters or like sidekicks and stuff like that. So having someone like Noe on screen who does look darker skinned um is very refreshing for sure
0: yeah exactly and uh and yeah so that's and you're right like even the other dark skinned like anime characters i've seen that i have really enjoyed they're all supporting characters they're not the main character but noe is the main character and that us also by itself is just it's really nice you know <laughs> that's what i want to say it's really nice and
2: Jun Mochizuka can get away with anything, including putting a male protagonist whose dark skin on screen, making him also look yeah, beautiful. exactly, okay. <laughs> exactly. She can do anything. She can do
0: it, and the anime also did it justice as well. With they didn't try to skimp out on his beauty or anything like that. Which, you know, I've. I, I don't really read source material, but I've seen posts of people being a little upset, being like, you know, the cub portrayed a dark-skinned character in a very, like, attractive light, but then the anime just skips over it and stuff like that. Granted, they can't skimp over it because Noe is the main character. <laughs> if you skip over it, you're skimping over the main character in that regard, which is why it's so also very powerful that Noe is the main character in the case study of Bonitas. So... Yeah, that's another big check mark in regards to my love for the character designs in the case study of Vanitas. We do have a little more time, Agnes, if you want to talk about that second one that you had originally skipped, or sorry, third one that you originally skipped.
2: (laughs) Ah, yeah. So this one was kind of like a bit of a side note because I remember at the time that I was watching it, I was like, this looks different than what I would normally see in anime. And it was in... Around 2012 and 2013, I sat down to watch the series of Rage of Bahamut. So uh, Shingeki Eh. no Bahamut, the very first one, not the second horrible trash one. But I will have to say the second one also has some pretty nice character designs. But I think the first one was the one that really caught my attention because your two main protagonists are, like you said earlier, a male protagonist who is more darker skin. And he's kind of, you know, the more nefarious, the more coy, the the thief kind. The kind that you wouldn't really support in a series because he's kind of a scumbag, right? And he has this massive eye-catching orange, like, afro that you're just like, wow, this is such a cool character design straight off the bat. And he's very um, roguish, you know, he's firing off his crossbow, trying to escape from a knight who has, like, a massive pompadour for his hair, and who's all like super uptight while having this ridiculous pompadour that make you think of like, you know, old style, like Japanese Yankees or gangsters. And you can't help but just laugh at how incredibly wacky these designs are, but it just somehow fits in the series, mm-hmm. you know?
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah, so that's what I really liked about it. And then Amira, of course, our main female protagonist is also very beautiful in the way that she's animated. Um, and then all the other characters are kind of, cool eccentric for like a fantasy medieval drama um like the the little lolly girl who's actually a zombie i think her design is actually kind of cool even though it's very minimalistic it just kind of fits somewhere in that series and in that plot so i was just like wow this this is kind of cool i like it (laughs) that's why i wanted to spotlight it for this podcast
0: yeah, no, I haven't seen that one. I, I mean, I haven't seen either series. I heard it was one of those shocking, like, game adaptations where everyone's like, "It's good." Yeah, it's, it's so- from Side
2: Games. You're like, well, it's not really a game adaptation. So they took the character of Bahamut, so the big white dragon that we all know of in medieval fantasy, and from the original card game of Side Games, and kind of slotted it into its own original story. So it's it's a Mappa production. It's an, an original story that features two characters that are trying to stop the awakening of Bahamut. Meanwhile, they encounter you know a mysterious pink-haired girl who doesn't know where she's going, but she requests the assistance of the rogue character Favaro in helping her come home. And so that story itself is like completely different from side game. So it's not quite a video game adaptation. Got it. Got it. But it was very popular at the time because it was one of Mappa's debut series? This actually preceded before Zankoku no Terror and Yuri on Ice. Oh. And this was, like, showcasing Mappa's strength as an independent studio from the bigger stuff that we'd seen, like, Madhouse, uh, Trigger, etc. Oh, it's Trigger, but more like, um, what's the, the former Gainax, right? So... Aside from those big houses, MAPPA was a like very independent, very uh, insular, and was coming out with a lot of really cool animation at the time. And character design as well. Oh, how so, yeah, things have
0: changed.
2: <laughs> oh, how things have changed as we sit here and watch Chainsaw Man in anticipation.
1: Oh, yes.
2: <laughs> I have a lot of mixed feelings about Chainsaw Man, which is why I haven't watched it yet. Oh, so
0: interesting. Well, well, we'll have to talk about yeah. it another time. <laughs>
2: For sure, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Alrighty then. Well, thank you everyone for listening. I hope you enjoyed our discussion about our favorite anime character designs. Please feel free to share with us on your favorite anime character designs you've seen. And I hope you'll be here with us next time with our next fun girl Taku. So yeah, bye everyone. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.